This has been, uh, uh, let me do the math, 32 years. I've waited 32 years for this moment to open up this, this one wax pack. This is Don't Fear Grit with Wob Taormina. Marketing strategies and advertising technologies to help you build a better business. How you doing, guys? Welcome to part three of the Collector and Entrepreneurs series. Um, it's been an incredible series so far. Uh, but as promised, I'm going to launch right into it. As promised, I told you that um, the wax pack that we had referenced in part one and part two, this is the 1988 uh, wax pack. I got it in 1988. I haven't touched it since. Uh, as you could see, it's filled uh, with uh, these wax packs. Um, if you don't know what that is, a wax pack is literally a pack of cards. Um, back in 1988, the reason why I brought this in is I was having a discussion with the producer, Craig Shukri, and I'm like, yeah, when I was a kid, I paid 25 cents. And I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go home, uh, grab one of these wax pack boxes that I have. I have a lot of them. Um, and I was like, just to prove it. And as you can see here, I don't know if the camera can pick that up. Um, maybe I'll do it to this one. Should I do it to this one here? Can it, can it see it? 25 cents, right? So 25 cents for a pack back in the day for this, uh, which is pretty cool. But as promised, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take one of these and I'm going to open them up. Uh, wax packs have become super, super hot for a while. I had, I have like a, a I'm not kidding. I have a, a ton of various wax uh, packs boxes uh, from various sports, whether it be baseball, basketball, soccer, even football, spanning different brands like Tops, Donner, Supper Deck. I have a lot of these. And so for a while, they were sitting on my shelf and they were like glorified paperweights because they they didn't really have much value, but now they're really coming back hot and heavy. Um, and like a little packs like this, even for one little pack, how about this for inflation? I, I used to pay 25 cents and now they're $10 for a pack, which is pretty wild, but I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to open one of these. Um, and the, you know, the point of this series was to really give us some perspective here and to shed light on the fact that there is value in everyone getting and in, getting into the collector's market and understanding the collector's market. There are a tremendous amount of lessons that we can learn from. And to sort of sum up in this final, in part three of this whole series here, is number one, obviously, uh, there's the financial component of it. So there's the financial gain of getting into the collector's market. Um, it's, you know, getting to the collector's market, especially if you're able to identify um, really good collectibles where there's a, a large market and the value of these things are great. Um, it's a great hedge against a dying dollar. Um, so that's one thing. So there's, there's, there's a monetary uh, component of it. Uh, but number two is also the lessons that we can learn from ourselves. And if you're a parent like myself, the lessons that you can teach kids, they can't learn in a, in a textbook. Um, and in the last episode, I shared the, uh, the true story of with my kids about two years ago, I set up an eBay account and they sell their stuff and they learn a lot from it. They learn about taking pictures, how to upload it, writing a title, writing a description. They understand even, you know, the, the value of finally giving up of something. And then by giving up on something, getting something in, re in return, they're understanding basic economics. These are all important things that they're not going to learn in school. They're not going to learn it in textbook. And they're going to take this, this experience with them, um, in life and it's only going to benefit them. Uh, but then even as an entrepreneur, there's so many parts of the collector's world that we can learn from and apply to our businesses to elevate the status and scale our business and do better. We can learn better customer service. By getting in the sales game at, at this level, we're going to hone our skills at, in, in, for customer service, our, our communication skills. We're going to understand what works, what doesn't work, what people actually um, are important to them. You know, what are their concerns? How to problem solve? Um, we're going to learn how to, uh, you know, research and development. There's so many components 
to being in the collector market that as an entrepreneur it only will make you a better entrepreneur, which is why I highly recommend anyone who's an entrepreneur, I don't care how big your business is, if you just started and you're making zero dollars or you've been in the game for a while and you're doing a hundred million dollars, all entrepreneurs should get into the collector's game uh, because at the very least, you can make some some money. At the very least, you can actually build the collection of things that you love. And at the very least, you can also learn great things that you can apply to your business. Um, now, the second thing of getting things that you love, um, you know, in that last episode, Craig made a really great point, is once you make the decision to get into the collector's game, like, yeah, I want to learn a little bit more about this, uh, whether it be I want to learn about eBay or, or Craigslist or what, whatever type of uh, platform you're going to use to resell these items or even buy these items, it's really important that you pick an area that you love, something that you're passionate about, because God forbid you decide, I'm gonna experiment and get into this game, and you decide to pick something on a hunch, like I can just make a lot of money off this, and that was that's the, the only um, factor involved, and what if, what if you don't sell it? Well, now you're stuck with this thing that you don't care about, right? So you want your worst case scenario to be that if in fact you're not able to resell this item, at the very least, you get to keep it, but because you're passionate about it, it's actually, you're not losing, you're still winning, right? Um, so make sure you're passionate about it, which is really, really cool. But anyway, to end, after this now wonderful little summary here of this awesome series, and I'm definitely going to get into this again, um, you know, collector, collect, the collecting market is something that I'm actually passionate about. My very first business was in antiques. Um, when I was in high school, I started my first business as a senior in high school. Um, and that's sort of how I got bit by the entrepreneurial bug. I did really well. I learned a tremendous amount from that experience that I was able to parlay into where I'm at today as an entrepreneur that owns several businesses. It's I really pull from that experience all the time. And I, I credit the fact that I've been able to build multiple seven figures to the fact that I was in the collector's um, market for a while. I learned so much about that uh, from that from that world, and I definitely uh, want to go ahead and revisit this uh, for a later series, which is awesome. But let's get right into this. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to open up this wax pack from 1988. Now, the card that I want to be going for is the Bo Jackson rookie card. That's the money card right here, all right? In, in this particular series, that, that would be the holy grail of uh, this particular, uh, again, the 1988 football year. So I'm gonna go ahead. I don't know if the, if the cameras are ready. For those of you who are just uh, listening and you're not watching, you can always find every single episode on our YouTube channel, Don't Fear Grit. So if you wanna swatch me uh, to open up this uh, wax pack, you can definitely find the episode uh, there. But all right, Craig, I'm a little nervous. Is it weird that I'm nervous? A little bit. You know, because here's the thing, like I know I've, I've said this to you guys before, like I'm a saver. So I was the kid, like, remember, like when I went to McDonald's and I got my Happy Meal and I got my toy, it stayed in the in the packaging. I, I still, literally, I have those toys at my house. My, my McDonald's toys from the 80s still wrapped in plastic, right? That was me, which is why I still have all this stuff, right? So I'm a little nervous. This is, this is years of waiting. I mean, there's... There's risk, but there also could be great reward. <laughs> great reward, right? This, is, this has been, uh, uh, let me do the math, 32 years. I've waited 32 years for this moment to open up this, this one wax pack. And hopefully uh, I don't get addicted to opening them and I just go, like, go to town. Like this becomes catnip to me and I'm like, just open, 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 open. But I'm not. I'm going to put this aside. I'm putting the box. That is, I'm going to show the, the audience one more time. Uh, I don't can Can this camera pick this up to show that this is actually filled? As you can see here, like this is completely filled, right? 
right? We're good. So this is Phil. I'm going to put this aside. I'm not going to touch this. Um, and uh, we're going to open up this wax pack right here. 1988 football. This is Tops. And uh, we're going for the Bo Jackson. Here we go. I feel like it's Willy Wonka, and I'm going to look for the golden ticket. <laughs> right? Here we go. Wow, you're, you're actually quiet. I feel like you're a little nervous too, Craig. Are you? <laughs> All right, here we go. Here's the first. I'm going to be very careful how I do this. Wow, the seal has been broken. All right, here we go. This, that, that seal has been broken. I'm going to break the other seal as well. That seal, I'm going to lift up the front. And I'm actually just going to slide out the pack without actually um, disrupting any more of the wax pack. So I can just maybe slip this right back in. And what we're seeing is the first card is a James Jones. This is a James Jones tops card. Um, he was actually a pretty good running back. Um, I remember James Jones, actually. Uh, so we'll have to look up the value. I don't remember the value, by the way, other than I know that Bo Jackson is uh, is probably the most valuable card in this particular set. Um, so we're going to have to do maybe our own little research after this uh, episode here. But the first one here, I don't know. Can the camera pick that up if I put it there like that? Okay. So we've got a James Jones. We're good. The next one is a, uh, a, a Vance Johnson. Now, Vance Johnson was a wide receiver for the Broncos. Here we go. He was a pretty good wide receiver. Here we go right there. All right. He had a, he had a, a good quarterback, though, that helped him out. Uh, all right. The next card, we've got a, a J.D. Smith. Now, he was a stud. I know that name. He was a stud wide receiver. I'm going to put that right here. Are we still good? Can they see this? Okay. Here we got uh, J.T. Smith of the Cardinals. Then we got Charles White. Charles White was an amazing running back. Here we go. We got some, we got some superstars here. That's a big deal. Oh, my gosh. And an Eddie Brown. Uh, and we got an Eddie Brown wide receiver here. So we got three wide receivers. Uh, we got two uh, running backs. Uh, no Bo Jackson. But uh, after the show, we're going to hit up eBay, I guess, to see what the value is of each in uh, one of these individual uh, cards. Um, uh, but guys, listen, thanks so much for tuning in. I, you have no idea what it's like for me to experience opening something that I've been saving for 32 years and being able to share this moment with you guys. It's pretty cool, but find me online and love to know what it is that you collect. What is it you've collected when you were a kid and what you would actually maybe like to get into as a collector. Love to have that discussion with you guys online. But as always guys, thanks so much for tuning in to don't fear grit. Remember don't Fear the process and don't fear grit. We'll see you next time.